This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Maylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we get old and belligerent as we watch spines 78 and 79 of the Criterion Collection. It's a W. Seals extravaganza. It reclines the bank deck from 1940 and six assorted short films, I guess, of W.C. Fields. Yeah. Yeah. How else can you put it? But anyway, <laughs> hey, RJ, how are the new digs? New digs, ooh, baby. You're, uh, you're not in my, uh, you're not in my office on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I was in there earlier, but um, I made a key when I was in there. Mm-hmm. Also, I took pictures of all the weird shit you have in your office. Yeah, like that collection of vitamin water bottles, which mm-hmm. I don't really understand. But uh, who am I to judge? I guess. Mm-hmm. So well, they, they they moved my recycling bin. That was like right outside of my door. And they, they moved so you'll it just like them forever. Well, I actually got rid of them like the next day, but I just remember that was like a week's oh, worth of stuff. Sure. And I was like, oh yeah, Archie's going to be in there. Uh, don't touch, my, don't steal my my dimes. Sure, sure. That's what all people say when they get caught. Oh, I was a, I was just about to <laughs> to do that. Like it, it's not normally like that. I swear. <laughs> I'm a like law-abiding really citizen. Be- yeah, people with really messy houses that are like, I swear, I, we, we're usually really tidy. It's just been so busy this week. Have, have we ever talked on this show about your, like, weirdness about cleaning? What do you mean weirdness about cleaning? <laughs> What's weird about being clean? How, how are you, uh, are you able to keep the house clean now that you're working all the time? Auctioning off them cattle? Uh, well, we'll see, I guess. We'll see how... Oh, it'll be a different. It'll be new. RJ is being possessed here. What are you whoa-hoing about? You were uh, possessed Uh-oh. there by, what happened? by uh, Blumhouse Skype ghosts. <laughs> is that a movie yet where it's just all over Skype? Skype yeah, it was. Skype uh, or, yeah, there's there's like lots of uh, social media crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, jeez. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't have a place. weird cleaning thing. You have a weird dirty thing. <laughs> yeah, the new house is good. Uh, we're very happy here. It's just right for us. It's just me and Andrea and the kitties. Uh, we're doing swimmingly. Everyone's uh, everyone's happy. Great. So I don't know. The uh, The new TV setup is pretty sweet. It's nice and dark, I've mentioned before. So... Because I remember there were a few times you were at my old house and you're like, man, this is where you watch movies? This sucks. It did suck. So, yeah, much better, much better. Now you can really enjoy and take in old grandpa movies. Ah, uh, yeah, I like the oldest grandpa movies, the ones that ha- actually have old grandpas in it, that actually, like those grumpy old men movies. And movies that have no sound. <laughs> those are the best. Movies that have no sound. Well, do you ever watch Grumpy Old Men on mute? Yeah, actually, I've never seen Grumpy Old Men, if you recall. Yeah, I do recall, and you're still a bad person for that. Why don't you just watch them? Uh, cause like, Why it's don't like, you it's kind of like, better? it's part of the, 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 the diptych, I guess, of Grumpy Old Men and, uh, Ghost Dad movies that make you angry that I have not watched. <sighs> yeah. Well, see, if you had watched Ghost Dad when I told you to watch Ghost Dad, <laughs> you would have went in without any, like, any bias about all the rapey stuff. Because that was way before he was rape, or before people knew that he was raping everyone. That's not but true now, at all. But now, when you watch it, you're going to be like, "Oh shit!" Bill Cosby rapes people as a ghost. I bet too. So, 
I was telling you to watch Ghost Dad before he was out and raping, wasn't I? Uh, well, not while he was doing it, but <laughs> well, he's that's he, like wow. Well, he's been he's been on that for a long time, but now he's blind or something. Yeah, exactly. Whatever his defense so lawyer had, says. Yeah. Well, yeah. if he's blind now, that means he didn't rape those women years ago. Anyway, um, hey, did you get that uh, <laughs> b- that Bane statue out in the display case, or is that still waiting in a oh. box? It's uh, it's in a box behind me. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can see it. It's just in a box behind me. Wow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. They, the people listening can't see, so I don't know why I'm showing you. Uh, no, I'll get that Bane statue. That Bane statue is cool. You sold me that. Did I? Well, not you personally, but yeah. your store. Oh, my my business. Your your personal fronted business, yeah. So like, what's the problem? You don't you got a problem with Bane? Hey, this guy no, doesn't I, like Bane. I got no problem with Bane. I just want the world to know that you got a Bane statue. It's a amongst, cool one, at amongst least. other uh, Batman statues. I have a few. You got a few Batmans. I actually, a couple of them had to uh, bite the bite the dust here in the move. I wasn't allowed to bring everything that I I owned over here. So what did you do with them? A lot of it's in the garage in a big oh. box oh. Uh, that I'm trying to sell in Kijiji, but uh, it'll probably be years before anyone has yeah. interest in stuff. Well, you so. know these about that Batman market. It's just not what it used to be. Was it because of Buttfleck? Uh, he's sure. He, well, yeah, I mean, good luck selling that Aquaman, like, 1x6 sideshow you got. I don't have an Aquaman 1x6. Well, it's good that you don't. <laughs> I have uh, Aquaman New 52 comics 1 to... 52 does anyone want to buy those no no especially now not now uh, i guess yeah. that's more news but uh yeah the jason momoa thing is just getting uh sadder okay well i don't really care but hey how was your week been oh I, uh to, to just to sidestep that all together um i got like well this is like not even like a funny story but it's interesting if you want to hear one sure lay it on me so my, I stopped by my mom's today to go pick up some mail. And okay. uh, while there, my mom went, oh, I have to tell you something. And she proceeded to tell me uh, a tale about my aunt who lives in central Alberta, kind of like on an acreage just outside of uh, uh, Red Deer. And okay. I guess like she was like go, going out for a walk or something like that, which is like, you know, going out to a country road. And she saw this truck kind of just parked there with a guy sitting in there. And she kind of just like mm-hmm. walked by and she kind of said, oh, maybe this guy's, like, cars broke down or something like that. So she goes over to say, oh, hey, do you need any help with anything? Uh, to which mm-hmm. this man proceeded to pull out a gun and mm-hmm. and, and say, get in, back in the fucking house. Um, which my aunt did. And apparently, while this, was, while this was going on, uh, apparently this person's, yep. like, a... Uh, colleague was like in their garage like rifling through trying to steal shit um mm-hmm. and so obviously my aunt called 911 and called uh, my uncle and they like took off and apparently yeah. these like guys like i just saw this like pop up on like local news like there was like a this was a friday no one no one thought to tell me this like days ago I just mm-hmm. heard about it today um, yeah there's like a crime spree in the middle of nowhere these people are stealing cars breaking into random people's houses including my aunt and uncles um, and yeah they wound up like two of them wound up getting shot <laughs> 
oh. by, 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 uh, by some uh, law enforcement. So that, that's mm-hmm. like, that was like top of the news. As my mom was telling me all this, like this just <laughs> came updated because this happened days ago now. But I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's great. Because, um, yeah, it was funny because I think I was just talking about going for a, watching some piece of crap movie in my office the other day. And <laughs> uh, listener Joshua Frazier was like, oh, I live in Africa. I can't go for walks. And I was like wondering about <laughs> – I was wondering about lion, lion crime. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it turns mm-hmm. out I guess you can't go for a walk uh, here in Alberta either because of uh, drug addicts um, with guns. Wow. Well, when you started the story <laughs> – I thought it was going to go a different way. Hmm. Uh, there's the, there, there the, was no there was no butts or dumps in this story. <clears throat> yeah. So vis a vis, it is a bad story. Uh, I thought it was going to be a fun story, but you just told a sad story. So, <laughs> well, wait, wait to bum everyone out, dude. Yeah. Well, no one was harmed uh, in the story. So, other than okay. the people, the, the assholes who I guess you know that's what happens when you are stealing trucks and running in with police mm. and not listening you get shot i guess do you think there's good money in that though being a drug addict <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you think i could like pick up some shifts um go f- go for it I, nice i'm sure you could nice. find some some enols out there hey, see if you can get those dudes digits because i want to hook up with whoever's got the money We'll do. Okay. Uh, hey, RJ, we got some listener email. Man, oh, what did we get this time? Well, uh, both Oliver and Joshua both said that they're looking forward to some ghoul schools, so we better do nice. that uh, this weekend. And nice. uh, I got a PS from Joshua saying, To Jarrett, my friends are heavily judging me for watching Vampiros de Lesbos. Kind regards. Oh, is that that pervert movie that you said was good, but is really just por- porn? Uh, no. Uh, that's some Just Franco though, which in uh-huh. what you described would describe a bunch of his movies. I don't know, not so much that one, maybe, but okay. yeah, I was very excited to see uh, Joshua had watched that. It's it's good. I hope more people check out uh, Just Franco movies. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I have a ranked list of my favorites. I wouldn't necessarily uh, necessarily start with number one because I think you got to work your way toward a uh, female vampire because um, that definitely falls into RJ's description of uh, Jess Franco movies. Um, pervert yeah. films? Pervert flicks, yeah. Okay. Pervert picks. Nice. Hey, well, I feel I would feel bad for him, but if anyone takes your advice, then I don't really have any sympathy because you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, I, oh, I was going to say also uh, Oliver Granger was ma- mentioning that uh, he wants us to watch a little film called The Evil Within, which came out last year. Um, oh, that's that one with the really bad poster, I, isn't it? I, I, with Michael Berryman on it. I is think, that the really like tall bald yeah, guy? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's that poster. Yeah. But I was just going to let him know that uh, after recording, that is next on my uh, my movie watching. So uh, there you go. N- n- probably actually for uh, Ghoul School, and we record later this week. We will be talking about it. Um, Does that mean I have to watch that too? No, I'll tell you if you if you should watch it or not. I guess. Okay. It all depends. Hey, we still have to watch his previous uh, recommendation, The Cat. Oh, yeah, which we both have uh, on our lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We both have. Are we going to watch it together or are we going to watch it we alone can, in our houses? We, we could coordinate a list, I mean, at least watching it around this so we can talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think we're both too busy to uh, hang anytime soon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Those days, and, Be- and, and now you live on the other side of town, so it's even more difficult. Yeah, but you got a car. 
Yeah, that's true. I got I got a sweet pl- spot to watch movies. You could come and sit on my. Uh, we just we could only fit like this love seat down the stairs because it's really narrow. So mm-hmm. we get nice and comfortable. Like, whoa, that's that deliverance <laughs> voice. <laughs> yes. But, well, that, I, it's. I'm glad that they emailed in. Oh, uh, one one other uh, correspondence I received. Uh, this mm-hmm. one from listener Lawrence. Okay. Uh, and he wrote, uh, so I had a dream last night where you, Corey, our mutual friend, Corey, RJ and I were sitting around watching something. We were talking to each other and having a conversation, but the only words we said to one another were butts and dumps. I'm serious. Butts, <laughs> dumps, dumps, butts, dump, dump butts. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. All my evil subliminal influence is finally paying off. I couldn't be happier. I think this is the best news I've heard all week. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I'm I'm happy now. Uh, you know good. what? You know what? Maybe doing this show is a good thing. Because mm-hmm. lately, having to talk to you once a week has just really been bringing me down. But uh, knowing that it's making a difference out there for at least one kid. It's uh, I th- I think we're doing the Lord's work here that's, with this this show. That's right. Uh, getting people to watch Jess Franco movies and dream about butts and dumps. Right. Exactly. <sighs> nice. Anyway, hey RJ, Yo. what you been creeping on this week? Well, I have a few creeps for you, but what what all should I get into? Uh your non horror stuff. Uh, I think I only have one non horror, but yeah. I could tell you a story in lieu of uh, all the creeps if I, if I weren't going to save them for ghoul school. Uh, and and my one non-horror creep. Well, yeah, you can tell. Unless tell, I have tell, more. Tell, tell us a story. You want to hear a story? Sure. This fits in with your pervert mentality. Okay. So, so me and Andrea were... Uh, no. What? <laughs> no, it's... No, okay. So we were watching movies this last week because we only just got internet yesterday. She likes watching Netflix because she likes comedies, okay. mostly. Uh, but in October, she's usually a pretty good sport. She'll watch the horror movies with me. And she usually has about a week to 10 days where she'll watch them with me. Mm-hmm. And then she'll get burnt out. Yeah. Uh, so when we moved here, I think I mentioned before, that's all we had was these horror movies. Yeah. So uh, like I have other stuff. But um, so we were watching that. And uh, we... If you recall on the last episode, we watched Death Spot, right? And yes. she was mad at me for uh, watching the first half because it was exactly the kind of movie she liked. Working out and 80s boobs and stuff like that. So, uh, in that sense, or with that in mind, I tried to pick a movie that I thought she would like. Uh, and so I went to our good friend, Jim Wynorski, who I was talking about a while ago, or I think last year. He, he does a lot of like a co-ed uh naked lady nonsense horror movies right so this is a movie that he did but apparently under an alias of like hubert blueberry or something like that yeah and i i was like because the credits came up and it was like hr blueberry and i was like oh that's weird i was like i thought this was a jim winorski film uh and the reason i i say film the reason uh, I bring it up is because <laughs> so we're watching it. She's like, does this movie got boobs in it? I was like, oh, yeah, baby. I was like, I think this movie's going to have some boobs in it. I was like, it's uh, that sleazy guy that did the sorority house massacre movie. And she's like, OK, cool. So we put on uh, House on Hooter Hill, 
<laughs> because I had see, I I was going through his like list of movies he directed, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, that sounds funny. Uh, I was like, I bet it'll be like a sorority house massacre or something. So we put on House on Hooter Hill, and Andrea asked if there's boobs in it. I was like, yeah, there's boobs in it. And then the, immediately in the first scene is a lady who walks to a hot tub and takes her robe off with probably the most enormous... Uh, cosmetic boobs you have ever seen in your whole life andrea honest to god lunged back in her seat she's like holy shit she's like where does all the skin come from that for that stuff which we looked it up it's through skin grafts or something like that because it's a twig of a lady but she like her breasts were quite large yeah and andrea's like wait a minute what is this so then enter another lady lady gets in the hot tub and then music kicks in, and it's like, and we were like, oh my god! Um, I downloaded porn. Yep, and watched it with your girlfriend. Uh, no, we didn't watch it. Well, you did she, some of it. We watched some of it, and so she thought I was being a major perv. She was like, "What are you, Jarrett, trying to show pervert to women, or I mean, uh, porno to women?" I was like, "No, nah, baby, not." Nah. I was like, I had no idea it was porn. She's like, isn't it called House on Hooter Hill? I was like, yeah, but Jim Wynorski, I think he makes movies like this that aren't necessarily porn. Mm. Right? Doesn't he? Eh, no, he does. He's done some. He's done a mix of stuff. So, well, I didn't know that. And then I, my, R- I made CRJ, my girlfriend watch porn. This is your problem all the time. It's always, it's always getting you into trouble. You don't do your research. Oh yeah. Well, actually, we we were just having a conversation. Apparently, I'm too impulsive for some things. <laughs> I uh, I'm I, I'm a little too quick on the draw. Ah. I'm like your buddy Donald. I shoot from the hip. Yeah. Shooting from the hip politics. Yeah, yeah like your uh, girlfriend Andrea, who's here with me right now. Uh God, you're saying weird stuff again. <laughs> you always say weird stuff. It makes everyone uncomfortable. You haven't heard of that story about the fake millennia? Millennia? Have you heard about this? from today oh no so like i guess like the other day uh president trump was off somewhere speechifying giving some sort of shit talk but like the weird thing is like he's like gestures to his like he says and my wife melania who's here beside (laughs) me right now but then like people started looking at her and realizing like looking like what the fuck's wrong with her and then like people like zoomed in on this and they're like is that like a double like it's it's like a, he it's got a, a body double. Yeah, there's like it's an actress who's like wearing a wig and like sunglasses <laughs> and like because it like she looks. I gotta rude. look this up. Oh fuck, it's so funny and like because it's like so I strange just... that he would bring it up and yeah, and it's like it's like there's the whole thing about like their relationship is just like nothing. It's like <laughs> they, they, they're supposed to like be divorced. Yeah. Like they're they're like living in like a non-existent life, and like they're, they're, yeah. she doesn't live in the White House. She shows up because she has to. She doesn't want to be touched by him or have anything to do with him. So I'm wondering if there's like times where she's like, I'm not going. I'm not leaving the house. I'm not. I'm not fucking yeah. doing this. And so they've just like figured, well, we'll just hire this like actress and we'll put a wig <laughs> and some sunglasses on her, and then she can just appear. And then it's like problem solved. Like it's so good. And I'm like, I want like the thing is, it's like. When this stuff gets brought up with anybody else and under any under mm-hmm. circumstance, you'd just be like, whatever, this is stupid. But we now live in the darkest timeline where this is right. completely possible. And it's so good. I, I looked it up. It's pretty funny. 
Yeah. Uh, you should post that on the Facebook later or something. I like that. <laughs> so, so I guess there's fake millennials and guys making their girlfriends watch porn, and it's this is just the world we live in now. Well, yeah. So, uh, so I'll just I did watch one non horror movie, uh, and it was uh, Future Creep. Not officially, but we all know it will be. Uh, that's Mr. Wes Anderson's Grand Budapest Motel. Hotel. <laughs> no, I prefer motel. It's kind of a dive. Uh. Yeah. So uh, I watched Grand Budapest again. Uh, me and Andrea had first seen it when I came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my I'm just going to talk briefly about it. I remember my initial responses weren't super high. Uh, I didn't love it the first time I saw it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a little out of out, out, out of stream with what he normally does, I guess, what I thought I was used to for him for him. Watching it again, I definitely liked it more than I did the first time. Uh, I don't think it's close to his best. I think there's three or four ahead of that. Hmm. To, but um, uh, no, I, I really like it. Uh, Ray Fiennes is super good. Uh, I, I like his outbursts when he's just like, motherfucker. Because um, it's funny. Because it's like his character's so timid at points. And then he has other things. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to so, talk about it too so much. Vague. Yeah, because uh, in like 15 years, we'll probably have to cover it for the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several hundred weeks from now, um, we'll yeah. be we'll be talking about it. Yeah. So, but anyways, I, there are there was still a few things that I was like, mm, it's it's not my favorite of his. I I would put three like three or four of his movies ahead of that one. So, hmm. but it is good. Like it's not bad. See, I say that's like in his top three movies I would argue like uh-huh. I think I think there's like a lot of ambition to that movie and like just yeah. what all the stuff he's doing in that movie um it's because it's pretty much his inglorious bastards like cause I think maybe yeah. I think it's like I mean part of it's just like the World War II stuff and like all the film yeah. references and the kind of construction of it like I think that movie like when I watched it the first time I thought it was like pretty good. I liked it. It was uh, a lot better than Moonrise Kingdom, which I consider his worst film, in, other than Bottle Rocket. Um, and then, so yeah, I just like the scope of it. The weird, like, like I don't know, his like love of the format, and like it's just become every one of his movies has become just more and more formalized. And I could see right. someone not being super crazy about this movie either, but yeah, like, I yeah, I, I I love that movie. It's up there with like Fantastic Mr. Fox and uh, my favorite, which I can't like separate out from being like his best movie, which is Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. I think that movie's just I agree. super great. And yeah. uh, it's real, real good. Yeah. I agree with that one for you. Yeah. So uh, I could, I'll give you an ultimatum here. I could briefly tell you about one of my yeah. uh, ghoul school creeps, or I could tell you about a movie I watched half of with Andrea, which was a comedy that it is in a horror movie. Go for, tell me do both. Do both. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna. I'll tell you about the co- half of a comedy, and then you have to tell. You pick which horror movie you want me to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Andrea watched Showtime the other day. Do you remember Showtime from like, the early 2000s? You're like with Robert De Niro. <laughs> with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Okay. Rene Russo and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you if you're not aware of Showtime, why? Uh, Ed, Robert De Niro why? is an old. <laughs> why, why? Like, what? Did she go? Did she? RJ, RJ, like, seriously, did she go to you and say, you know what? I kind of watch Showtime right now. Can you, like, go get that for me? Is that no. how it, is that how it happened? <laughs> no, I, I picked it for her. Why? I thought she would like it. Why? 
Because we didn't have any, uh, we didn't have any uh, cable internet for like ten days, and yeah. we were running out. She was like, "I don't want to watch horror movies anymore. What? What do you got?" So I pulled she out my show old time. <laughs> you went showtime. I have, uh, I have like a three terabyte hard drive, right? And I have uh, legally purchased movies on there from the last like twenty years, <laughs> uh, or like I think I. St- Anyways, so I have. Uh, there's a ton of old comedies on there, and I, I put like. I don't know, like 15 or 20 on a flash drive. And uh, she was just scrolling through them. And she watched a couple other ones too. But uh, she was like, um, she was like, what's Showtime? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I remember liking that movie. Because it, it was on TBS all what's the time. Showtime? What's Showtime? It was yeah. on TBS all the time. And I think it came out when I was like 10 years old or something. And I was like, yeah, this movie rules. Eddie Murphy's so funny. Robert De Niro is so old. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I was like, you could watch that. That's not bad. And then, uh, I wasn't around the whole time. I, I went upstairs. I cooked some, cooked some dinner, did some dishes, came downstairs, did some laundry. So I only caught about half of it. And, uh, let me tell you, Jarrett, that movie holds up pretty good. <laughs> Cause that's why you watched half of it. I watched half of it. Yeah. So Robert De Niro is an old cop. Um, he plays by his own rules, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. And then he gets in trouble. He shoots a cameraman. But uh, and he's going to get fired. But the camera people are like, you know what? Let's make a show out of this. So they do a cops like show called Showtime. And that's the only way they'll they won't press charges against Robert De Niro. And then Eddie Murphy is a hot young cop who wants to be an actor. And uh, he uh, he gets on the show, too. And then you follow their adventures through Hollyweird. Wow. Have you seen Showtime? Never. Oh, baby. Man. It is a feast well, for the eyes. Yeah. So Eddie Murphy has like total uh, what we'll call go away heat with me. Like I haven't seen okay. I haven't seen anything with him for a really long time. Like I don't know <laughs> if I've seen anything since like Bowfinger. That's a good show though. Bowfinger's good, but that's like probably maybe the last time I saw him in anything. Just because like, you didn't you didn't watch Nutty Professor. Uh, that was before Bowfinger. That was before. That, that was kind of like the beginning of his like rebirth of his career. Wait, you kind of you didn't watch Norbit? No, I did not watch Norbit. Norbit's a good show. Okay, <laughs> it, it's not, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, Norbit's Norbit's a good show, but um, yeah, I'm just scrolling through his stuff. He's got a lot of Shrek's uh, Dream Girls. That was oh, a. Uh, I guess like Shrek. Probably saw that Shrek. Two, I might have seen. So that's probably the last thing yeah. I've seen with him. Yeah. Oh, so you, you you still got to see some of the classics like I Spy and Daddy Daycare and uh, um, Ooh Holy Man. That's a good show. Uh-huh. Oh, Life Life is actually a good Eddie Murphy movie. I like Eddie Murphy. I don't care. All right. So what were we talking about here? Uh, Showtime. Um, Showtime. Yeah. So (laughs) Showtime has a really good uh, early 2000s bad guy. It's like a um, man of uh, Latino descent, but he has like brown hair, but the tops are all bleached blonde. And he's got that really skinny neck beard thing. It's like vintage 2000s villain. Uh, Moe's Def is in it. Uh, Renee Russo's doing her thing. Um, I actually laughed once while the show was on. Wow. So, uh, I, you know what, you know, who would like Showtime? Your parents. <laughs> My parents would like most anything put in front of them. Exactly. So yeah. Showtime, man. Hey, this is a classic episode we're filming or talking about here. We talked about porn, talking about Showtime. Stuff our parents watch. 
stuff our parents watch, porn, Showtime. Uh, so now I'm really anyways. curious. I'm curious how much money Showtime made in theater. Let's take a look here. Mm. Probably a lot. It's Ooh, a good movie. Not really. Uh, no, this movie was a bomb. Uh, well, I it, watched it. it co- somehow, somehow, it cost eighty-five million to make, and it what? only it only made seventy-seven point seven million. It was a return. There, there actually are a couple pretty big act like action sequences. Wow. So maybe I mean, that's where their money went. Well, probably like half of that money went to Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro. So, and Rene Russo. Yeah. Maybe not half, but she not, probably got yeah. a quarter of what nah. each of them were yeah, making, which yeah. would still be a lot. She got a drop in the bucket compared to those. Dude. Yeah, because Eddie Murphy was always Eddie Murphy's thing. He wanted his twenty million. That was back mm-hmm. when, like, uh, that was like a big news story: was how much actors made made making movies. Yeah. And now we don't talk about that anymore because they're all making way too much money um, that they're not probably worth. <laughs> right. Well, whatever. Eddie Murphy's cool. Everyone thinks so. So then, uh, should I even talk about anything else, or do you want to talk for a while? Uh, is there anything? I don't you... have as many creeps as you do. That's true. So you better save them up for ghoul school. Yeah. So if you're interested in that horror baby, and I got some good ones, some controversial watches. Could go listen. Yeah, you listen on Sunday or whatever. So it'll yep. it'll be great when after we record it. Um, when... Is there anything that I've? I mean, I've I've just been watching horror. Like other than right. like our uh, WC Fields uh, tangent, um, I don't know. Everything's been horror, so I don't know. Is there anything in particular you'd like to hear about right now? I'm gonna. I uh, I didn't look before because I don't oh. usually care, but yeah. uh, I don't know if you want to talk about like any highlights or any lowlights. Ah, well, I'll be talking about them anyway. But is there anything you want to hear about yeah. right now? Tell me right now. Uh, well, I'm just. How about let me in? Yeah, let me know about Let Me In because I I believe I've talked about that show quite a bit on this. You have because it's uh, your boy Matt Reeves. Uh, it is Matt Reeves dir- before he was director of the new upcoming Batman movie. That's and right. Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Before all that, yes, I saw Let Me In and I thought it was a very good show. Yeah, so uh, I finally got around to watching this. It's been on my radar yep. for a couple. I mean, I guess it came out in 2010. Um, mm-hmm. So when it came out, I kind of written it off because I was like, oh, God, an American remake or like it's an American adaptation of this, like, uh, whatever it is, Swedish, whatever it is. Uh, not, something. Not, yeah, something. So one of those Scandinavian countries. Um right novel and uh i was like i've already seen i've already seen the original why do i need to see the american remake how could it possibly be any good that's kind of like i mean that's not really a false thing to go off of because generally speaking that'll serve you well in life um not watching american versions like you know spike lee's old boy i don't need to see that movie ever I don't think anyone needs to. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. I kind of heard pretty good things about this. Uh, you praise it quite heavily. I believe you've even gone so mm-hmm. far as saying you prefer it to the uh, uh, previous adaptation of it. <laughs> I uh, stand by that. Yeah. Well, so it's been a while since I've seen that original version. Um, and I mm-hmm. think even the version I watched at the time, I think it had really bad subtitles. I, I, apparently, mm-hmm. like the original, like it, there was like a big controversy, uh, and I put that in quotation marks because seriously, we're talking about movie subtitles. Who gives a shit? But I guess right. like it had very dumb, very dumb, simplified subtitles. It didn't capture any mm-hmm. sort of nuance or anything like that. So I'd only ever seen that version, but I didn't really think it was a problem at the time. Um, I right. didn't even know about it till after the fact. But it's been a while since I'd seen it. 
But I remember being thinking that movie was like really cool. Uh, I really liked the mm-hmm. story. It had a, it's really well directed. Uh, well, everything about it worked really well. So I went into this pretty fresh because like the story is kind of only I've got a few images in my mind, um, mm-hmm. and the story pretty well tells it the exact same way. But uh, yeah, no, it's like pretty good. It, it's a very good, strong uh, American horror movie. Mm-hmm. That's like I just un- just unfortunately marred by the fact that it came second, but I think it mm-hmm. actually speaks really well to one the source material. The source material is excellent. Um, I think it's like kind of great that uh, we- we've had two film adaptations of the same book, and they both have come out really well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Matt Reeves' direction <clears throat> in this uh, it's pretty pretty good, pretty great on the whole. There's like a few things that. Mm-hmm. are odd i guess but i mean whatever it's not the, there's no deal breakers uh mm-hmm. all the performances are good get to see oh what's his name richard, richard jenkins. jenkins yes yeah, yeah. that guy's so sweet. yeah he's always good in whenever he shows up and stuff uh always a highlight in step brothers <laughs> yeah um, yeah shut the fuck up yeah uh i think yep. in my uh letterbox review i'd mentioned that i was like really happy to see that this was like a period piece set in the 1980s and it was like there's lots of scenes in like a, ch- a child's bedroom and there's nary a, a thing movie poster or any other <laughs> sort of like horror movie poster that like the filmmakers like hey remember vhs you guys remember all these remember yeah. evil dead <laughs> this kid's really into evil dead and it's like no he's not mm-hmm. he never was there's like not even a fucking star wars poster and it's just like oh he's got this like generic like poster of like the moon on his wall because right. that's the sort of thing your parents would buy for you um, mm-hmm. when you're eight years old and you're not like really <laughs> you're not a cutting edge piece of shit that's like I love the thing. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, Stranger Things RJ starts like in a week. Are you are you excited? Are you going to watch that in, in no, October? I, I still have to finish watching the last three episodes of season one. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're one of those bad people. I'm one of those bad people. Yeah. So. Are you done talking about Let Me In? Uh, well, I, what else could I say about it? Uh, yep. I, I definitely approve of the film's <laughs> message uh, that it's okay to kill bullies and cops. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially ones that like just break into your house without a search warrant. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, yeah, the movie's like, yeah, well shot. The compositions and all that stuff like that are really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie's got a good vibe to it. Some of the CK, okay, that's the one thing. The CGI in the movie is pretty crap. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, when... there's like her, like little girl climbing up trees and hopping around. It's like, oh, oh yeah. man, <laughs> come on. Like, it just always like kills me. Like, that mm-hmm. movie's like, don't think about the future the way that like hey how are people going to watch this movie like 20 right. years from now and they know this is going to look like crap um like that's i know a, the uh, sorry keep going but that's about oh yeah and there's also some uh, cgi flames which are like oh i know you hate that oh they look bad because like yeah. i just was watching um god one of the the dumb movies i watched dark breed uh it's a pm entertainment yeah. movie uh all legit ex- gasoline explosions and mm. flames and it yeah. looks so goddamn good and i'm like oh mm. look and these guys had like no money and they were just like let's go get some gasoline and like <laughs> light it up well i think the reason they use cgi is it because there's a person on fire that that doesn't stop pm entertainment from lighting people on fire <laughs> okay. all the time yeah Full body okay. burns. It's like, that's an old trick, man. They were doing it for I, like, like, man, 
it's so and when you watch like full body burns it's like that's probably one of my absolute favorite pieces of stunt work like mm-hmm. it always it generally especially when they shoot in like slow motion uh yeah. or shoot for slow motion and it fucking looks incredible like one of the right. best bits in uh halloween 2 the, the original mm-hmm. Halloween 2 is that full body burn they do in the hospital which is all a reference to the goddamn thing from another world from like the goddamn 50s uh, where it had a fu- an amazing full body burn so goddamn it now in the 2000s we have to CGI crap uh, yeah I love Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 also that's good <laughs> uh, everyone, so I, everyone does yeah, RJ everyone does um, the, uh, car rollover scene, I believe that was practical, but I, I have a question for you cause it's been a while since I've seen yep. let me in is the pool scene. Is that CGI too? Or is that pra- like, uh, there's some, yeah, there's CGI. That's there's CGI. Some? That's CGI done. <laughs> But uh, that I think that's the same as the uh, Norwegian one or whatever. Right? I believe so. And like I said, I'd have yeah. to rewatch it. Like this is yeah. the stuff. Sometimes when you watch it, uh, when it comes out, it doesn't look bad. But then, like uh, you watch it, like even a couple of years later, and you go, "Ooh, that, that doesn't hold up." I, well. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I think it was too. Um, but I think actually the Norwegian version, uh, the pool scene was better than that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't as close up, and you saw a lot more of the horror play out. Right. Um, yeah. Well, you should watch that other one again, what? and you'll be on my page where you think the uh, remake is better. Okay. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Yep. I think that movie is really good. I think uh, Richard Jenkins is the shit. Uh, I think I said before that one of the reasons I like that version better is because I think they really uh, they explore that relationship between the vampire girl and like old Richard Jenkins better or they like they show it better hmm. that like um because when you when I watched the Norwegian one I never really got the you never get that um that feeling between them it's like we're in like in let me in I remember it's like well it must be like her dad or something but like you can tell there's like some kind of chemistry between them but in the uh, original one it doesn't nothing it doesn't feel like there should be anything there it's just like some dude who does shit for her so i thought the that's one area that the remake nails better i think hmm. and also i think they left out things that should be left out like uh like in the remake they do that cat thing where like the cats like attack vampires i guess and uh, i thought that was really dumb and shitty um because it's like no one because like they go by an apartment with a lady who has like 20 cats and all they get cats like attack the guy or something. I was like, that's stupid. So I was glad that I don't know if that was in the book or if that was just in the movie. But I think they made the right choice in the remake of leaving that scene out. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember that at all. But yeah. I, I, I was uh, unwoke to uh, animal abuse before uh, doing this podcast. Yeah, before before I talked about it every, every for every movie. Yeah, yeah. You you won't you'll never not see it again either, <laughs> I, buddy. But, but I can choose to ignore it at will. Yeah, exactly. Because you're you're one of them bad people. Mm-hmm. While eating like I don't know a plate of cat steak or something. Oh God! <laughs> All right. Ah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Oh, I've been watching some of those Masters of Horror TV episodes. I'm like getting Are down there. Good? No, <laughs> I'm I'm, get, I'm getting down to like the nitty gritty of those. Like I'm down to like I think about eight left of the 26 episodes they shot um like easily the two best ones are john carpenter's cigarette burns and takashi miike's imprint like by Mm -hmm. like a country mile those are like the best like they they almost could just be feature films um Mm -hmm. in a perfect world 
Uh, but I mean, they're not without their faults. I mean, they're made for TV stuff, like episodes. So I mean, there there's a compromise there. Um, but yeah, now I'm down to like. Uh, I've done the uh, American propaganda ones that they can't even propaganda, just mm-hmm. like uh, p- bad political cartoons. There's the one sure. called uh, Homecoming that Joe Dante directed. And uh, <laughs> I, th- I think like Joe, like Joe Dante for me is kind of like what Toby Hooper and Wes Craven are for yeah. you. Like I, I think Joe, I think Joe, Joe Dante is like terrible. He, like, well, yeah. he, made, he made Gremlins, so he gets this free pass for life. <sighs> And, uh, but it's like, no, like almost like, I don't know. I think the burbs is okay. And then like, yeah, the matinee is okay. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. He, his reputation is like way more than like the howling's a bad movie. Um, like it should should be way better. Um, but yeah, whatever. Joe Dante is nothing to me. Uh, homecoming is like, do you know the plot of this at all? I don't, but I, I just want to say that The Burbs is really good and Small Soldiers is amazing. Mm-hmm. And those are Joe Don, Dante's two masterpieces, but The Howling sucks. Yeah, The Howling is unfortunately so, bad. Uh, uh, anyways. Yeah, anyways. Uh, what were you talking about? Some oh, no, the, the Homecoming, his episode. I, I, no, I've never heard. Okay, so what this number's about is it's set like during uh, like the Iraq invasion iraqi war gulf war oh, two oh. and it's uh, real heavy-handed like shit uh the doctor from man. uh star trek voyager is like just delivering just the most ugh, ham-fisted lines about like soldiers being disposable the whole the whole idea is that like soldiers are being killed and people are wanted like why are these people being sent off um and then the, the, some like politician guy on tv makes a comment about how his like brother could come back and he'd say he was glad to die for his country um but then like all the soldiers start coming back to life all the dead soldiers Mm -hmm. they come back as zombies but they're not like flesh-eating zombies they just have come Mm -hmm. back to vote and once they vote rj during the presidential election they die they just collapse and they because they want their voices to be heard so so, so they go they go to vote but like that's like only like half of it and then uh, what winds up happening is George W. Bush is reelected because it's George W. Bush. I think they're going totally for wow. that. Um, and, oh, fuck. It's so, <laughs> oh man. It's like very, uh, well, it came out in 2004, which was like when, like yeah. that, when that was like really there. So yeah, it's like all mm-hmm. the things you'd roll your eyes at. Like it, it was, it's so bad and pointless and doesn't go anywhere. Interesting. Um, you just watch just like, go, 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 just watch Death Dream the seventies movie about like Vietnam and like undead people watch that instead. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, it's actually not even a movie I particularly like, but lots of people do. Uh, and then the other, the other masters of horror I watched was, uh, directed by old Peter Medak. The guy who directed that changeling movie that a lot of people like that I think is super oh, yeah. okay at best. Uh, he, he directed yep. one called the Washingtonians, which is like this whole mm. like thing that, uh, like, there's like a, a secret society of like, uh, American revolutionary like reenactors who are also like cannibals because apparently the founding mm-hmm. fathers were all cannibals as well. Like George Washington was a cannibal and mm-hmm. uh, this like family finds out about it and these people want to keep it a secret. And yeah, they just like have like encounters with these, like this cannibal group that are like just people who dress mm. up like in white hats and stuff like that. And they want this note back. And then like, fuck what the one guy, he's like an unforgiven. He's, I don't know. He's a character actor. He's like, he wants, he's working for the government too. And they want to cover this up. And it's got like the worst punchline ever. Like, Oh fuck. It's so dumb. 
I, I think I somehow rated this higher than Homecoming, but no, they're they're both mm-hmm. bad. Like I don't even know what I was doing with my life watching this and being like, other than I have to complete it, I have to finish it up, even though I've heard this is like a real stinker. Like one of the punchlines is that mm-hmm. they take they, they take George Washington off the like whatever it is the dollar bill and they put George W. Bush yeah. on it, and that's like the final shot. And I'm like Jesus Christ, what's this like obsession? This fucking obsession with him. But this you was know, Joe Dante. No, Peter Medak, uh, the changeling guy. Yeah, so well, it sounds it sounds really really bad. Yep, real stinky, real stinky. RJ. Yeah, um, sounds real bad, man. Yep, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That might be about it. I'll talk about this week. It's gonna be a real. Okay. It's real slender. Slender man. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, spooky October. No, 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 no. Hey, RJ. No, this is good because you're gonna have a fat ghoul school episode. So whatever. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be dense. Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, you got any news for us? I got I got some news. Ooh. Canada took some took a hit this week. Uh oh. No, I'm not talking about Gord Downey, but that does suck too. I was a hip fan. Not like all those pretenders out there. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Gord Downey. Uh, no, John Dunsworth died. Do you know who John Dunsworth is? Uh, yeah, I sure do. So all you non-Canadians who aren't cool and hey, don't watch hey, Trailer hey, Park hey, Boys. Hey, hey, see, that's the thing, though, RJ, is like, you'd be amazed what? at how internationally popular Trailer Park Boys is. Oh, I know. I When I lived in the States, everyone talked to me about Trailer Park Boys because they thought that's what Canada was. And it is. And it is. Uh, so John Dunsworth is Mr. Leahy on the Trailer Park Boys. And uh, we lost him. We lost that sweet prince this week at 71. And man, it is a damn shame. I, I had the pleasure of meeting him once. He was a very nice man. Him and Randy. Uh, him and Randy, yeah. The, cheese, the cheeseburger locker was there. Uh, he was very nice. Um, I think he's actually a super good actor. I've seen him in other stuff too. He's in that uh, that Canadian lady who does movies like, um, I think she did Sarah Take Pauly? This Waltz. Yeah. He, he's in like some of her stuff and like he was in other things. I think he's super good, uh, especially just in Trailer Park Boys. Like I know what he's doing is goofy, but it's so believable how drunk he is all the time that uh, I I think he was an amazing actor. So um, oh, yeah. I Mr. love Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. And uh, that, that one sucks. Uh, there's been a lot of celebrities who died this year, but I don't really care about them. But uh, Mr. Lee, he was was a cool dude. Yeah. Screw so. you, Tom Petty. I don't. I, I like free falling an American girl, but you know whatever. No, I was just. It's a R.I.P. No, I don't. I don't have any real news. What do you? What do you got? Um. Well, Criterion uh, announced their uh, January releases. It's that. anything good? Well, uh, Spine number nine oh five. One day when we get there, we'll be watching our first John Hughes film in the Criterion Collection, and that pretty is pink. The Breakfast Club. Not Pretty in Pink? Not Pretty in the Pink. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Did you say Pretty in the Pink? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, 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 I did not. 
that I'm aware Some, of. Someone, someone listen back to. Oh no, he he's the one who edits these. He's gonna edit it out. I swear he said it. I, I no swear idea. he said um, it. So the pretty in the pink. Uh, nope. Uh-huh. But we'll be watching. I think one day there are sixteen candles will be coming out. We'll be we'll be being yeah. slammed with John Hughes. Uh, have you ever seen Breakfast Club? I'm not a nerd. Okay. Um, cool. Judd Nelson's not a <laughs> yes, nerd I have either. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen that yeah, movie once. This is his only crate. He doesn't have any criterions. No. Not even Flubber. What? <laughs> he directed Flubber, didn't he? Uh, oh no, he wrote Flubber. There you okay. go. So anyway. Okay. Yeah, I've seen this movie once, and I remember like thinking it was like super cheeseball and uh, kind of a, a movie that like I laugh at because there's like casual. Mm-hmm movie people they really like love this movie mm-hmm. uh they really like john hughes in general uh i guess yep. this is like uh an olive branch to the the casual viewer um i don't know if people are going to be spending like 40 dollars retail like to buy this movie considering it's like on like dvd and blu-ray already um and like i just i don't know yeah I'm, like i don't know people don't care about special features anymore they'd watch they might watch this movie but generally people aren't like who are into these types of movies, they're not like going back and watching old movies anymore. I don't think it's kind of like that. The, the princess bride set, the like mm-hmm. people are just like into like this stuff. They're like, Oh, my older sister watched this and I watch it all the time. But those, I don't know those people even watch this crap anymore. Um, um, I think you're underestimating the popularity of John Hughes and the breakfast club. I know people watch like, um, he's like the Christmas vacation, which he, uh, I don't know, man. I, I know a lot of people who love the fuck out of John Hughes. I think that that Breakfast Club, that Ferris Bueller, that Planes, Trains, and even some of the automobiles. Uh, I personally like Uncle Buck the Mm, most out of his uh, in Weird Science, but um, I think this will have a pretty big release. It makes sense. It'll yeah. I'm just curious. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Will they? Will these? Will these people come out and and support this release? Yeah, it doesn't uh, yeah. really matter. It comes out January 2nd day. It's like the second day of the year. Well, it'll be 2018, my friend. What else we got here? We're we not going to make it till then. No, probably not. Uh, we got a Blu-ray of Young Mr. Lincoln, directed by John Ford from mm-hmm. 1939, a year before The Bank Dick. Uh, we mm-hmm. got I, Daniel Blake, the brand new movie, Ken Loach. Uh, that's supposed to be really good. Um, if you like really depressing, soul-crushing movies about like essentially being poor, which is like a specialty of Ken Loach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool, I guess. It's kind of part of the trend of Criterion putting out like newer movies. Uh, one of which actually I just got in the mail today. I uh, literally just went and picked up from my parents' house The Lure from 2015. Oh, uh, uh, that's that gross one, right? Uh, the one about mermaids. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have like really gross shit in it. I have no idea. Uh, well, you'll see. I guess I'll find out. Uh, and then an Eclipse series release. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and mm-hmm. some some GW Pabst from 1930 and 1931. Uh, West oh, Front God. 1918 and Kamerad <laughs> I don't know what any of that is. I don't either. Uh, but I'm, it's that's cool that they're getting put out in Blu-ray in some mm-hmm. old movies. They could be really cool. I'm sure uh, listener yes. Steven, who's probably way more into this than uh, either of us. But neat. Uh, where's my... Mm-hmm. 
fucking Silence of the Lambs Blu-ray that was teased like a few weeks ago. Criterion, come on. Uh, I think they're too busy getting that Sid and Nancy Blu-ray out. Uh, That's all they've been fucking advertising yeah. for like months. And that Roger Deakins cinematography, come on. It's like nobody cares about Sid and Nancy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, RJ doesn't. I don't. Yeah. Go back to episode 38, Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that is, was episode 38. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that'd be amazing if you recalled that exactly. That would be, episode 38 was uh, Nanook of the North. <laughs> no, wait, that's 28. The fuck's going on here? Uh, you know what? Whatever. 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 Learn your numbers. <laughs> Well, no, it's because on the iTunes, they're like, uh, it numbers it from, I think, newest first. So I was a little confused there, Jared. What did I say, 38? Yeah. 38 was The Red Shoes, which is a really good movie. People mm-hmm. should listen to that episode. But they don't. Cause they but they don't. Because don't. they don't care about middle brow movies about life. Mm-hmm. Sad. They're particularly British. No one like, yeah, I, like... One day we could talk about that, but like, yeah, stuff like Brief Encounter, Red Shoes, mm-hmm. um, last week's episode, uh, people care a lot less for that type of stuff. Sad. What they care about is Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven Samurai. Yeah. And then they hear that I don't really think that movie's as awesome as the world is will lead you to believe and then they, and then stop, they listening. stop listening to the podcast yeah, really, you blew it yeah for us. right out of the gate <sighs> all right and i did it again you did it again jerk <laughs> uh yeah i don't know there's like always things happening in the world um woody allen said something about like uh the absurd about, about salem uh witch hunts again <laughs> Again? Again. Because oh. people, keep, people keep asking him for opinions about apologizing and stuff like that. Because every time he says something, he has to apologize again. And he said something about, uh, like, he, he, we have to be, be wary of witch hunts because, like, he thinks it would be absurd if, like, people started calling their lawyers because they got winked at at work. Which then, like, translated mm-hmm. to headlines that Woody Allen says it's okay to wink at people at work. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So Woody Allen should just stop talking to like the media and just make movies because well you should tell him because I don't know man people are kind of crazy um, I hope that like someday someone doesn't like just go actually kill him because um, that would be really fucked up yeah well if if they do we'll know where to find you I I have no issue with Woody Allen it's the it's the it's the other it's the people. It's the masses. Yeah, don't you see? I'm protecting him from everyone else. That's right. That's what they all say. I'm enabling him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's what they all say, Jer. It's true. They all say that. Anyway, hey, that wasn't a crazy amount of time spent talking about movies and stuff. Probably still an hour. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It always is. It always always is. is. Yeah, we we always find a way. Nature always finds a way. Well, mm-hmm. RJ, it's time to turn back the dial and mm-hmm. watch some movies from the 20th century in black and white, your favorite thing, and comedies, <laughs> no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the break, we're going to uh, have potted plants thrown at the back of our heads and eat cigars mm-hmm. and drink. 
at a place called the Black Pussy. RG's just nodding. I don't want to comment on your weird creepiness. <laughs> to our youth, the eminent Egbert South, Suzette, <coughs> uh, Suzette, uh, alias uh, W.C. Fields. We honor him for the fine example he has set as a husband and a father, and above all, for his heroism as a bank dick. Tonight, we're talking about, uh, first of all, The Bank Dick from 1940, directed by Edward Klein. End of note uh, for tonight is starring one W.C. Fields. The tagline for this film uh, was his face red and his nose, too, when the bandits <coughs> took the money and the safe. Egbert Souzet becomes an unexpected hero when a bank robber falls over a bench he's occupying. Now considered brave, Egbert is given a job as a bank guard. Soon, he is approached by Charlton J. Frothington Waterbury about buying shares in a mining company. Egbert persuades teller Og Ogilby to lend him bank money to be returned when the scheme pays off. Unfortunately, bank inspector Snoopington then makes a surprise appearance. (laughs) Snoopington. 
That's funny because it's kind of ironic. Because he snoops? Yeah. Like, what are the chances that a guy with a name like that would end up in a position like that? Yeah. So... Hey, this is dead air, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing over there? RJ, for some reason, just sent me a photo of myself <laughs> being being a creep, posting me with my back turned like a weirdo. That's interesting. Yeah, you hold your backpack all wrong. Do I? I saw you. You had to adjust it a bunch of times. You got to put that strap on the opposite shoulder. The oh. opposite shoulder. You see? I you see. see. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, so you're, what were we talking about? You were watching me for a long time then. Um, I was. I was going to take a video, but uh, <laughs> I, I kept the video for myself because the audio uh, would be quite disturbing. And you're not going to You're not going to be watching with this with Andrea later, I hope. No, she already told me to stop showing her stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, uh, so the bank dick. So uh, right. in the build-up to this uh, movie, uh, every time I brought it up, RJ was like, ugh. <laughs> Oh, every single time. And I don't even think he knew it. I don't think he knew anything about this at all. Nope. I don't think he knew what a WC Fields was, except for he, it just sounded old. And so he went, oh, God, WC Fields. Oh, God, Grandpa. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, I want to support, uh, illustrate that, uh, RJ, this, like, was something that, like, your great-grandpa would have watched. So, like, it goes mm-hmm. back way further. Um, I know. And, uh Yeah. Sometimes, RJ, you got to delve back into the past and uh, get a sense of another time. Live outside of your own experiences. Learn about the world a little bit. That's what that's mm. what the Criterion Collection is all about. Is that what that show, The Goldbergs, is about? Delving into the past? Well, I don't even know what that is. Someone will get that. They'll laugh or not. Okay. Anyways, keep talking about old man stuff. Okay. So, uh, so the bank dick. I watched this movie like... Back when I was hmm, first kind of getting into the Criterion stuff, uh, as I've like mentioned yep. before, I've like got a soft spot for like old old humor. For like, mm-hmm. I, I like I, I think it's probably coming from like watching um, Looney Tunes because like you'd be watching like old like cartoons and then suddenly mm-hmm. there'd be some strange caricature of a guy that would pop up and you're like, who the mm-hmm. fuck's that? I'm five years old, <laughs> like, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who this is. And then you're like, later on, you're like, oh, that's Humphrey Bogart. Or, oh, that's like Groucho Marx. And you like pick up stuff from watching cartoons. That's like, like yeah. from, the, from the Simpsons, Looney Tunes. That's where you find out where what their references are after the fact. But um, unless you caught like some of this random stuff on TV, like growing up, like when I was like, like at least like being a kid in the 80s, this stuff would actually sometimes show up like as filler in between other things or like on mm-hmm. like a new year's day they'd play a bunch of like old comedy stuff uh and it'd be kind of like oh that's neat and weird and like everyone talks funny and everyone's in black and white and something it's just odd looking it's totally different than like an 80s or 90s comedy so i was always like oh wc fields he looks odd and weird and this was like on like uh ebert's like great movies list um so like i went out and watched it Mm -hmm. and like i remember at the time like thinking this movie was like brilliant like I thought this was like, oh, this movie is so awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I think like I bought it on the D I have the DVD of this still, which I think is the only way it's still come out. It's never been released on Blu-ray. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a very like minimal presentation. There's like nothing of special features really to speak of other than color bars, um, and chapter selection. Um, so yeah, I mean, I watched it years and years ago. Then uh, I remember trying to rewatch it sometime later and it seemed like didn't have the same brilliance that I remembered it having. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like, okay, I guess. Um, and then, mm-hmm. so this is, this is like my third time ever watching it uh, for this week. And yeah, I kind of feel about it the same way as I did the last time I watched it, where mm-hmm. there's like stuff about the character, the persona of uh, W.C. Fields that I still think is like interesting. But like a lot of the time there's like, not really jokes. <laughs> There's like mm-hmm. not like actual like a lot of stuff that works anymore. <laughs> like basically I think my note here was this is your great grandpa's curb your enthusiasm. Because <laughs> essentially yeah. that's, that's kind of like the character is like kind of like yep. I'm not sure if he's like the prototype for this. I mean I, I'm not really familiar with my um, my Siegfried's fo- Follies like which was like if you, I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like um, it's, it's uh, vaudeville. It's like the what it's what comedy was back in New York back in like the 1910s. Like it was like that's where all those guys came out of was doing stand up shtick and the vaudeville thing. And mm-hmm. like uh, that's I mean that's where W C Fields comes from. And so I don't know if his particular spin on stuff was unique. Um, but we'll kind of talk about that, or we'll probably wind up talking about all this simultaneously. But like with the short films, um, which I can talk about broadly, uh, it's. Honestly, they should have just been one DVD set rather yes. than like two separate spines because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you paid 40 bucks US for like these six the short shorts. films, which are like yeah. two hours, um, and there's like no special features, I don't think even that are on that as well. I just, mm-hmm. I didn't even, I just found these all on YouTube, which is uh, one of the nice things about public domain is you can just find short films on YouTube. Yep. And you can watch like you, at your fingertips, you have like the entire like early history of cinema just there ready for you to mm-hmm. dive into. Um, so like, cause, I mean, I think this would have been like one thorough like collection they could have put out and mm-hmm. it would work just as well because what, when you're watching like his earliest film that he ever made, which is Silent the Pool, uh, Pool Sharks from 1915, and you wind up with uh, the Barbershop, which was like the last one included on here, you get like a you get the development and growth of the the character that he plays, like the early days mm-hmm. of like him just kind of being like this generic sort of kind of uh, silent film stand up guy or like character kind of a goof and then you kind of get him like through his like his like Rodney Dangerfield period that he kind of did once and then you kind of think you see him really grow right into the the Egbert Suze character by like when you're watching mm. the barber shop you're just like oh it's like the exact same idea but Bink Dick's like 72 minutes long and barbershop's 20 minutes long and but it's like the same idea like the same certain beats and stuff like that and you see, right. it's interesting to watch those six things as like an evolution of of a comedian like working on out his shtick and like figuring that stuff out, which like mm-hmm. I think is like interesting from like a I guess like an academic standpoint. 
Um, but I mean, like at the end of the day, like, I guess with, um, my thoughts on the bank deck and this, it's like kind of, I, I didn't get like a lot of enjoyment, like I would expect out of a comedy and like mm-hmm. comparing it to like other stuff that I've watched from the same period of time. Like when I'm watching like Laurel and Hardy or watching the Marx Brothers stuff, there's like actual things that are like pretty funny still in there. Bank deck, mm-hmm. it's pretty minimal stuff. Um, save like little, little things, little detail things, but for the most part, I don't think this stuff uh, holds up, which is just like an unfortunate thing that happens with comedy. Uh, as we've discussed many times, every time we've talked about comedy, like with uh-huh. this is Spinal Tap or with um, uh, Life of Brian. But like in those situations, we're talking about like the 70s and then the 80s in uh, two different like styles of comedy, uh, British and American. Uh, mm-hmm. and then with this, this is like even older and American. So like, I mean, sensibilities and tastes have changed dramatically and watching it now, it's always gonna be tough. And that's like with mm-hmm. anything in its presentation and like the evolving form of like any medium is like the way that things work for an audience. The audience is completely different now too. And I'm sure that like, uh, WC Fields, the same man now, uh, he would probably work his material completely differently in 2017 than he did in 1940 because mm-hmm. he wouldn't, he wasn't an idiot, I'm sure. And he would have been like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to present my stuff in a different way that actually speaks to people now, rather than like when it, when it did when that time when he was like a successful act, um, and people like responded to it. So yep. that's kind of like my thoughts and kind of <clears throat> defense, I guess, of it. RJ. What did, what did you think of the bank dick? So old. Yeah. that's This guy's so old. He was old then. He, he actually died in 1946. So he was only alive like six to like another six years after this. And he died 66 years old. So Oldest fucking so guy I've ever he, seen. So he's like 1940s, like 60 years old. So that's like <laughs> fucking aged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's super old. Yep. Uh, so just to reiterate, hit the same nails you did. Yes, comedy can sometimes be dated. Yes, some of these old timey shows sometimes don't have the same weight that they used to because it's like, hey man, you know what kind of problems we're dealing with now? There's (laughs) fake first ladies running around. Dudes are showing their girlfriends porn. That's real problems. It's not this weird shit where it's like, I don't know, I don't have a job. Now I do, I guess. Whoops-a-doodle. Um, anyways, so all that stuff is true. Uh, I watched this, and I actually liked it. Yeah? Like, uh, I don't I don't love it. Yeah. I'm, I might watch it again in, like, 20 years when I'm an old man. Mm-hmm. When I'm 66 in 20 years, I might watch this again. <laughs> Um, no, I actually liked it. Uh, I think the dude is really, um, his brand of humor, uh, I really like. It's kind of, I didn't make that connection before, but when you were saying the Curb Your Enthusiasm thing, mm-hmm. I love Larry David. Oh, yeah. I love Larry David. I love Seinfeld. I love all that stuff. So that old curmudgeon, like, not even curmudgeon, but like his kind of, w- one thing I really like that he does here and he does in some of the shorts as well is like, uh, Someone will say something. They'll be like, oh, my God, the man jumped off the building. And he'll be like, huh? What? Oh, well, all right. <laughs> and he, like, he's, he's just like really mumbly and like dismissive. He's like, huh? What? Like never really cares and is not totally interested in things sometimes. And I think that's really funny because uh, it's funny to be like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, like so this movie's 
it's not like great. Like there are, there's definitely dated stuff and there are things that I don't think land as well as they probably would have way back when, like when he's on the, uh, the movie set as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I think that's probably when I was least interested in this yeah. movie. Yeah. 100%. I was like, uh, like when everything around it is good though. Like when he, uh, he like blows the engine out of that car and when he's leaving his house and he's throwing flower pots at like a little girl, you're just like, what the fuck is this? And it's really funny. Yeah. Um, and then like later on, like his stuff is really funny too. But uh, yeah, that directing scene's not great. Um, he does some body humor, which is always classic. Especially when uh, he's a fat man. As a fat man, yeah. Uh, he does cigarette tricks, which oh, I yeah. love. Eating, uh, that, eating that cigarette. Eating that cigarette. Uh, I love stuff like that. My dad used to do stuff like that with like uh, pens. Like um, he, you know where you put it in your ear and then you pull it out your nose. Stuff like that. Um, uh, I, I love shit like that. It's super funny. And then there are, there are a few things that I thought were like genuinely funny. Even for like a hundred year old movie. <laughs> this is like a hundred years old. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. Um like when he, there was one in particular I wrote down because I feel like this is like a Simpsons joke almost. Uh, he comes into his house and he's like, oh, I saved the bank, I guess. And he gives like his mom or his mother in law the newspaper. He's like, they wrote about it all in the paper. And she takes it and she just immediately turns and throws it into the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really fun. Like that's like a Simpsons joke. Um, I thought that was awesome. So <laughs> stuff like that is really funny. Uh, I think the um, the ending is super good, super cool. Like the whole car chase oh, thing. Yeah. That's like that's a classic uh, silent era stuff where like the wheels are coming off the car and there's mm-hmm. guys jumping out of ditches. Uh, all that stuff was super cool. Uh, there's some great other things like uh, when he finds out that that guy was trying to play him and he comes up and just punches that fucker through the window oh, yeah. i thought that was amazing <laughs> um that was really cool uh i do have a, a timestamp for this movie mm-hmm. uh but it was only because i i wanted to see when it was at 56 minutes uh ah. a door gets slammed on his dick yeah uh and i thought that was someone closes the door and he's like oh and he like jumps and it's totally right on his dick so mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty funny um i don't know why but after he takes a shot, he always washes his hands. And oh. then he even makes like that's his chaser. He even makes that joke where they replace the water. He's right. like, I can't wash my hands in the same water. And I was like, what is that? Is that like some old joke that I don't understand? I guess. <laughs> um, and then uh, my one of my final notes is that money is always the answer. Yeah. Because uh, that solves all the problems. Yeah. He goes from a degenerate drunk into a uh, distinguished uh Drunk. A distinguished man, a distinguished drunk. Yeah. yeah. So, see, um, see, RJ, no, yeah, remember, I actually, yeah. Remember last week? Remember last week? And I was like, RJ, I think you'll relate to this guy. Yeah. No, I, I know you said that, but you say a lot of things. You said that weird, creepy thing earlier that was creepy. <laughs> everyone knows about. Um, no, um, no, I actually like this. I, I didn't, I don't dislike old stuff either like there's a lot of real old movies that i love it was just when last week when you're like oh it's it's a like six short films from like 1915 to 1940 i was like oh fuck <laughs> and especially it's we talked about this last year when it takes away from our actual creep time which this year i have more limited than ever it appears mm-hmm. uh, i it kind of bogs you down and 
I, uh, last year I was really resentful of the movies we were watching <laughs> in October. Uh, see, see, Salo, the episode Salo. Oh man, that movie's um, uh, that's just the worst that's, movie that's like in the collection. No, yeah, it's the worst. But uh, no, I actually liked the Bank Dick. I thought it was good. Yeah, so yeah, it was I mean, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I was kind of, it's like oh, I don't know if RJ's gonna take this. I, I mean. It's got alcoholism. RJ always likes that. And, I do. Uh, so I was, I'm glad that you uh, liked it uh, more than I guess you were probably expecting. A um, couple of things I jotted down while I was watching it. Uh, yeah, eating that cigarette was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do love, like, the names that, like, as I was reading through, uh, they're just, like, they're just so stupid <laughs> that it's great. Yep. Like, Throthing Ham, Oogity, Snoopington. Like, it's all good. It's, like, great. Why do people have to have, like, Sean and... Bryson Chad. or something like that. Just names, guy names. It's like, why? It's like, go go for it, man. It's a it's a farce. Um, so yeah, and then when you're like Suze and it's French, you, because we all know that something everything French makes it classy. Um, yeah. Egg, but, Egbert but, Saucy. Or, or just sauce, which I, which sauce. is good. It's good. Um, and then, yeah, smacking kids. Uh, just like fucking just upside the head. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. Awesome. Uh, yep. talk of uh, boondoogling. Um, uh, that's always uh, oh. oh, what? Uh, was that when he was at the Black Pussy? Yeah, boon. Yeah, because Andrea watched like half of this with me before she went to go do something else. Yeah, and we both heard poondoggin. And we were like, what? Because she looked at me and I looked at her and we were both like, did he just say poon? And it sounded like he was poon dogging at the mm. black pussy. And we're like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Um, so I think one of my favorite uh, bits in this is actually when he like comes to uh, to the black pussy and he's like, oh, he's a little concerned about uh, $20. And it's like, oh, he's yeah. like, he's worried that he lost it. But no, he spent it on alcohol. He doesn't remember, but he's he's OK with that. Yeah, as long as he knows that he spent it on the booze mm-hmm. and then just drop it out. Because if you drop it out of your pocket, that's 20 bucks you could have spent on beer. There he, Exactly. I, 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 I know what he's talking mm-hmm. about. And yes, yeah, so there's just the general comedy of alcoholism. Yep. Uh, there's a, there's a bit with him teaching children how to smoke, or the time talking about teaching children how to smoke, um, that you'd have to wait until they're, they're at least uh, eight years old uh, to do that. Uh, currently, RJ's away from the table because he's having to uh, remove his cat from the new office because Winnie is being uh, rambunctious. Um, Got that taken care of? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, the cat came in the room and started knocking over all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So got to keep that door. Got to keep that door closed. Things aren't unpacked yet, so yeah, it's all right. stacked. It's all boxes to cats. Yeah. Um. And uh, oh yeah. So I made a note here that this is this movie is the this is real mumblecore. Um. Because yeah. so like the defining characteristic of W. C. Fields is he mutters, um, mm-hmm. and he, he's really good at it. Um. It's like everything's just like it's like because you. you, you you can miss lines. Like he just does these throwaway mm-hmm. things. Uh, and then of course there's like the one thing that I kind of forgot about was like his uh, defining line is him going, Oh yes. <laughs> like, which is like, uh, yes. yeah, it's good. He pulls it off so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like his perpetually being put off, I guess like <laughs> he's, he's always like, he's very like paranoid and like, yeah, he, he snuck up on, he's always just, uh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. which actually pays off to like one of the, uh, funniest 
arguably uh moments in the bank dick when he's waiting in line uh to talk to the manager at the bank and a uh an african-american gentleman is behind him and his uh-huh. his, and his reaction because this is like oh fuck I forgot. This is 1940. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so fucking funny. And then I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, because now it's like, oh, God, it's this shuffling guy. And he, yeah. talk, he talks weird and funny. Yeah. But it doesn't actually go as bad as you'd expect it to go. Um, he just wants to get his money out. Mm-hmm. But fuck. <laughs> so did did you like that because you identified with his position of like, discomfort or? No, I I think I related to it uh, or not related to it. I think I found <laughs> it so funny that uh, because like it's like holy shit, you could never do that in 2017. Mm-hmm. Like you you even if you oh, want, no. you couldn't you you couldn't do it. Yeah. So you have to go back to like 1940 to like do anything that's like race related. Um, yeah. And like do it other than like in ways that are like so ridiculously sanitized and like pointless that why even bother doing it so that yep. that brought me back to my great grandpa's sense of humor <laughs> mm-hmm. but i laughed i i did laugh it just like because i was like oh jesus like it it, it made me tense because i was like oh fuck we don't have to talk about this but then they were like oh that wasn't so bad um yeah but because there's yeah, another, it, there's, there's another yeah. one that comes up in the short films that like i uh, also burst out laughing at um <laughs> And then there's like Shoot. a there's, yeah. oh, there's the bit where uh, like yeah then there's the big chase scene um, yep. Yep. and there's a bit where like a man just jumps out of the car uh, as it's like traveling at full speed and he just goes oh I'm leaving and he just disappears yep. out of frame it's very funny because I guess he's dead now um, which is all he had fine. it coming yeah and like yep. there's a lot of like slide whistle sound effects as this is all <laughs> going on like classic but yeah I mean. That's about it for my thoughts on the bank dick specifically. Me too. Yeah. It, it was actually not bad. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I think I think people could take that as a hot recommendation. Yeah. I hate old men because mm-hmm. Jared Duncan's old and I, I don't want to be become him. Yeah. You know when like kids don't want to become their dads? Did, did you, are you aware, RJ, that according to Woody Allen uh, in a 2000 oh New York Times interview – he said that W.C. Fields is one of six genuine comic geniuses uh, he recognized as such in movie history, along with Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Groucho and Harpo Marx, and Peter Whoopi Sellers. Goldberg? What about Whoopi? No. Fucking sexist, racist bastard. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the program. Yeah. I think Whoopi Goldberg could fit in there. She was a comedic genius. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of white men in that list. Well, you heard it here first. Jared Duncan is a big Woody Allen fan, <laughs> and I'm on I'm on Whoopi's side. So yeah, yeah. team team Whoopi, team Whoopi. Hey, she said it was okay to like for Warner Brothers to put out those old racist cartoons. She did. She did. Right on. She's, she's right on. She's, she's she's very apologetic about them on the uh, DVDs because they because they had to get her to do it. Do, right on. Do you remember uh, the the story about like Ted Danson coming out in blackface for like Whoopi Goldberg's birthday like ages ago? I think I heard about that. That's <laughs> did people think it was funny though, or no? Were people no, like, no, oh, no, 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 no one thought that was funny, and that was like before the woke times. That was yeah. Like, that was just a bad idea, even back in like whatever it was in the nineties. Fucking Ted Danson. Yeah, he was he, a. He was a dink on Kirby Enthusiasm, and he was playing himself, so I guess it must be true. Mm-hmm. Are you watching any of that new Kirby Enthusiasm? Not the new season, but mm-hmm. I will soon. Okay. I will yeah. soon. I got to watch that new one. It's been okay yeah. so far. Once October's done, I'll get into it. 
Okay. So we got six short films we can touch upon. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll run them down here. Uh, number one, Pool Sharks mm-hmm. from 1915. Uh, it's his first. It's actually number one, the earliest film in the Criterion Collection so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's first film. It's silent. Uh, this was like again early. Uh, him just coming off of vaudeville and being like, "Hey, let's do." A, basically, we're going to film our, our shtick without sound. Um, and it's just about a guy and a girl, guy and a guy competing for the affections of a lady. And there's some pool hustling going on. Uh, people skipping out windows. And uh, mm-hmm. really, not much to talk about because it's like I don't know. Uh, not super interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're talking about pool shark, right? Yeah. Still talking about one, pool shark. <laughs> I have one note. Yeah. It, it was K. Yeah. K. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. It's very like, this is like a very forgettable generic. The only reason it's brought up here, uh, because it was the first WC Fields because film. It's so, sure. you, why not? Throw it Whatever. on there. Throw it on there. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, we take a big jump because I guess like he still had a bunch of contracts in theater and stuff like that, so we couldn't go right to f- do film. So right. like to like the tw- like twenty four or something like that. Um, the next movie they have on here, which is his first sound film, The Golf Specialist from nineteen thirty. Uh, this too features a mustached W. C. Fields, which from mm. what I was reading, uh, is because he actually knew that people hated the mustache, so he he kept it. Um. Because it definitely is weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if it's like some sort of like Charlie Chaplin, Groucho Marx sort of thing. You're saying, I'll have a mustache too, even though it doesn't really work with my face or character other than you're supposed to have one. Um, I don't know. I didn't, this went on way too, this is like, I think, okay, actually one thing I'll say is that most of these are all about 20 minutes long. And I, I'd say that none of them actually feel terribly long. Except for this one, uh, this one I felt went on way too long. Uh, it's a, like out at like some sort of like resort with a golf course, and there's like a guy who doesn't like his like mall hitting on guys, and every time she he sees her talking to dudes, he like roughhouses them. One guy he turns inside out into a pretzel, uh, yep. which is like the highlight I think of this. Mm-hmm. Um, WC Fields here plays sort of like a chiseler who's like who's like a con man traveling around, and he goes and tries to impress this broad by showing off his golf prowess and his like caddy is this this like I don't know he's supposed to be Scottish because golf is Scottish he's something he's something and it's just he's like something it's like a one bit thing that goes on way too long of him like trying to like hit a ball and he's really bad at it and that's it that's that's all it is yeah. it's like I guess. If you think golf's awesome, then this might be more interesting to you. But yeah, this is if. again another like just kind of piece of the evolution of WC Fields's persona, uh, working things mm-hmm. out. Um, pretty missable stuff. I mean, it's here because it's, yep. it's here because it's his first sound film. What can what else can you say? Yep. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing else you can say. Well, no. No. Uh, no one letter. To no, it simply on. exists. Yep. Like, uh, I don't know. It, it's there. Okay. And then uh, there's The Dentist. This is from mm-hmm. 1932. Uh, so this one, I just saw some note about it. It's like on the DVD uh, packaging, so it's on the Criterion site. Saying this is like his the controversial The Dentist. Uh, and I was like, how? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Well, okay. So one of the things that W.C. Fields is kind of like, 
um, has a reputation for is like when he was making this stuff was that he mm-hmm. him in um, oh what's her name they they, they, made, they, yeah, they made the movie it's a gift uh, oh god I have to look it up they, oh, it's pissing me off because I have this to watch and I should have watched it damn it you should have you're actually what you're doing now is pretty horrible so I, I hope you feel bad <laughs> not recalling the name of uh, god damn it Jane well do you Mames, not care about this Jane show Mames? at all no not Jane Mames. god damn it I'm blanking out on all of this stuff now god uh, you're bad at this I am terrible I'm a bad man you're bad you're a bad dude oh my god oh Mae West my little chickadee so uh, okay. so Mae West she was this lady who had big tits back in mm-hmm. the 30s and they do like all nice. sorts of comments make jokes about it but like being really subtle uh, and then that made there's like the whole like code pre-code stuff of trying to beat the Hayes mm-hmm. code and being saucy back in the day uh, yeah and so that was the WC Fields' thing is like making stuff that like would buck that uh, and the dentist there's a little bit of that smacking his daughter on the ass and then there's like the mm-hmm. whole like him pulling the tooth out of the woman's mouth and her like wrapping her legs around him uh, and like pulling her up <laughs> and down pulling her face down to his crotch so it's like he's getting a blowjob that sort of thing um classics yeah classics so here in the dentist uh we get kind of like a harsher uh wc fields kind of persona where he's just like an Mm -hmm. asshole he's just like fucking throwing his golf clubs into the lake and just being like a prick to people like very openly hostile to people not in like the subtle muttery sort of way um just being like (laughs) hey just like yeah being a being a general jerk and then we get some Jews that show up, <laughs> and uh, there's a whole thing about uh, can't un- being unable to find the mouth of in the Jew beard, because ha ha, 1932. <laughs> Did, I I just thought that was a joke about huge beards. That was specifically Jewish people. Oh, oh yeah. Did they say that? Did I just miss that? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's there. It's like, he's, he's Orthodox Jew and it's like, and that's when he goes, uh-huh. and he's like, Oh God. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. But, yeah. My, my, but the, the next great, the, the big moment for me though, is, uh, WC Fields telling the story about the doctor down the street. who was like really a bad doctor. He was treating a man for jaundice for eight months, but, Oh, it turned out he was just a Jap. So wow! <laughs> I, I I again I burst out laughing because I went holy shit, because <laughs> like oh yeah 1932 mm-hmm. just dropping those. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was that was it's pretty amazing. That that was something. Yeah, uh, again, wouldn't fly mm-hmm. these days. Um, anyway, hey, what did you think of the dentist? Hey, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, your your vi- your video went out on me for a little bit there. Okay. Hey RJ. Anyways, what did you think of the dentist? Yo. Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I have uh. This started, I have no th- notes on this. This started to at least feel like something worth watching. <laughs> the dentist? Yeah. It did. It seemed like it was like a real thing, but then uh, while I was watching it. I don't know. Did you you said it went on a little long, right? No, that was the I found. Okay, I found the golf specialist went on endlessly. The dentist, I thought, like, cause, I mean, you okay? You, yeah, this the dentist was fine. Like, I was like, again, I was kind of like, I was okay with these like running twenty minutes a piece. They actually, I've seen some shorts where I'm like really watching the time and like, okay, hurry up. 
come on. But with these, I was kind of yeah. like, oh, that's okay. That's cool. This is actually a lot easier to watch like six short films than it is to watch one long movie. Some like for whatever reason. I don't know. Right. High praise, folks. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It. It was like I never. I never was uncomfortable watching it. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. I would never watch it again. So yep. Unless you were super into old ass shit, mm-hmm. there's no reason to watch it. Yeah, watch. It um, was um, I didn't I didn't find it as funny as one of the other shorts, and uh, or as funny as the bank dick. So yeah. Um. Next up, uh, the fatal glass of beer from 1933. Um. I thought this was like nothing at all. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand what he was going for it seemed to be like barely even jokes it was played fairly straight with just some couple of visual gags um mm-hmm. it's basically like a short crappier version of uh charlie chaplin's the gold rush which is like really cool and amazing people should just watch that uh fetal glass of beer mm-hmm. completely skippable yeah yep uh I, can I, I i i couldn't uh, i'll just say i couldn't even believe that this thing ended when it did it just stops and i'm like whoa that's like it and then that was it yeah. So I actually thought uh, this one was kind of funny. Okay. But it has no plot. It has no point. It's really long and the story sucks. Yeah. But there were three things in it that I thought were really funny. Okay. Uh, there's a dog sled and then you're the camera's panning and you see all the dogs on the sled. And then there's a wiener dog there whose legs can't touch the ground. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of hovering. I thought that was funny. Okay. Uh, he has a entire huge French baguette of bread uh, yes. that he eats, that he dips in soup. And mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, and then he also, he's dipping this huge bread in like soup and sauce all over. and But he never eats it. He has a little piece of bread in his other hand that he bites off of. He dips the big piece, but then he bites the little piece. And I thought that was funny. So, yep, there's that, <laughs> and that was pretty good. So I thought that stuff was kind of funny. Okay. Next up, but uh, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the story, the story sucks, yeah. and uh, yeah, you would never watch it. No. So whatever. Uh, so then, uh, next, the pharmacist from 1933. Uh, this one is mm-hmm. like definitely the most complex, I guess, of like these stories okay. uh it's about just like a guy who's a pharmacist living in the town this is like an era though like that we don't exist in anymore where like a pharmacist in your community actually sold you everything magazines and candy mm-hmm. and like your food uh i think this was like a like a part of day-to-day life until supermarkets showed up in the 70s and 80s in like north america and even like in, in england because mm-hmm. they still have kind of like that sort of pharmacist corner shop sort of thing um like we just don't have this anymore like our pharmacists are like you go to the pharmacist after you get a uh, prescription because you're sick they don't sell you anything else they don't have mm-hmm. they don't have shit um not in this way anyway uh and he's also selling uh uh I don't know, alcohol during Prohibition era, which you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my notes here about this is topless hats are upsetting to me. 
and there was also one in the bank dick where it's like the, the guys are wearing these like hats oh they're, they're, yeah and there's like no top to it and it's just like you see hair coming out of their hat and i'm just like Ugh. like mm-hmm. I, I i hate this <laughs> i don't want this in my life uh, is that supposed to be a thing or is that just like a joke i no, thought that was just a joke that's that, not real stuff is it I, I, th- I think it is real rj it doesn't it's like visors uh, it was like pre-visors i guess so people who get sun, oh. sun on their hair still but they didn't figure out that you didn't have to have a brim running all the way around this is before oh, this is before ball caps mm, i'd assume i don't like it yeah i know unless you're a train conductor um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I don't know. Uh, I don't really remember too much of the pharmacist. Does he get robbed in this or something? Something. All I remember in the pharmacist was there is a scene where there's a little girl and it looks like she eats a bird or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, did that girl eat that bird? Mm-hmm. And that's all. That's all I. I watched this like not even twenty four hours ago, and I don't even remember it. See, so. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. finally, is that it? No, one more. The barber shop. Oh. And this is also. Oh, so, that's the one he gets robbed in. Yes, or like, or someone is stealing money, and there's like it's something. Someone steals money from down the street. So the barbershop also, yeah. so these last three are all from 1933. Uh, this is like kind of the same thing as the pharmacist. Uh, we get now, but at this point, the W.C. Fields character is like fully realized. Like it, this is like exactly the same sort of yeah. comedy bits and character beats as we saw in the bank dick. Um, it just is like watching the barbershop after you've seen the bank dick, the feature film version of this idea. It's kind of like, oh, it's all the same yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you just get gags. I mean, so there's like this one's got like it's more complicated stuff. Like you get the him shaving the man, which is like with these horrific shaving mm-hmm. sounds. Uh, we get the gigantic fat man who goes into the uh, um, oh god, the sweat booth, and he's left there, and he gets shrunk down to a skinnier man who's now mm-hmm. going to sue him because apparently becoming mm-hmm. fit and muscular is a suable offense. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there's just like it's a lot of comedy of error type of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is not top of the line comedy, and uh, I don't know. I guess it's interesting in the historical sense of uh, looking at the evolution of a comedy act. But man, as a like DVD, you do not need this at all in your collection. Uh, if, if, I mean, this is like to the people who are collecting these, which is like nobody, <laughs> but like, this is like totally skippable. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, this should be a special feature yeah. on bank dick and not its own release. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks that it's its own. It's re- release. I would be pissed off if I got this in the fucking mail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Through your uh, subscription service. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh, don't no, watch uh, this. You, these YouTube clips. The uh, the short films as a whole, yeah, they're cool. They're kind of yeah. neat to watch. Um, I, I guess I'm glad I watched them, but I, I probably won't ever watch any of them again. So no, yeah, no, not whatever, at all. not at all. That's, uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. I say like I I would even like not even assign these ratings because they're just sort of like you know they're like oh yeah that's a that's a, they're just there that's a historical document. I give it. Three out of five stars is a historical document for existing, but like nothing like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. 
not nothing super. I hear you, dog. No gems. No like, wow, that really changed my mind mm-hmm. about something or made me laugh. Even <laughs> like that's kind of the weird, awkward thing. Um, they're all films, yeah. but yeah. Hey, RJ. Any other thoughts Yo. about WC Fields before we talk about people who hated the bank dick? No, not really. I could see people hating it, but I feel like yeah. they'd just be picking on it. Like, it's not bad. Yeah, it's going to be... not bad. I mean, again, it's going to come down to, like, people who are kind of having problems with the comedy, not finding funny or whatever. So, yeah. uh, who hates the bank dick? Uh, Jamie Roberts does. Uh and Jamie just watched this October 2nd. So this is fresh. One and a half star. Ooh. W.C. Fields' charms as a performer vastly surpass his skills as a screenwriter. And even his meager skill there is poorly served by the dreadful direction. There's no shot composition. There's no pacing. Visual gags are punctuated by slide whistlers. And the acting is flat, <laughs> except for Fields himself. It's as anti-cinematic as any early sound film. But it's from 1940. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> I don't know. Really? It's so There's weird. no excuse, eh? No. It's like... I wonder what this like, person makes for like movies. A lot, of com- like a lot of comedy just has no style. We've actually talked about this, about like the stylishness, stylelessness yeah. of comedy. Usually there's no real look a lot of comedies have. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Wildcat Phoenix, one and a half star. Comedic taste seems to change from generation to generation. I'd heard much about the genius of W.C. Fields, a comedian whose vaudevillian talents are often spoken of in the same breath as those of the Marx Brothers and the Three Stooges. Actually, one thing I forgot to mention was one of uh, a Three Stooges was in uh, the Bank Dick. Uh, Shimp, the fourth member of the Three Stooges, uh, he was the bartender. Yeah. That odd-looking man. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, The Bank Dick is supposedly the quintessential Fields film. And if so, I'm sad to say it didn't encourage me to examine much else of his work. There is essentially no Mm -hmm. plot to the film at all, just a sequence of loosely connected slapstick routines. During one such random aside, Fields' drunken lout of a main character is asked to direct a film when the previous director is incapacitated. After a few awkward scenes, our protagonist simply walks away, and the incident is more or less ignored throughout the rest of the film. Sure, there are some funny Mm. lines and a few inspired stunts. I greatly enjoy the car driving over the miners with the pickaxes, followed by the less fortunate motorcycle cop, but nothing that would inspire me to consider this a quote-unquote classic. Hmm. Uh, he's got some points, but, yeah. uh, like, I wouldn't like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not, yeah. going, I wouldn't be going out of my way to recommend people watch this either. Like, honestly, like if you're interested in it, yeah. um, then you're, you're interested in it. You're going to watch it no matter what. But, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, tough sell. Comedy always is. I mean, unless you like yep. happen to stumble into it and like, you're like totally plugged into like the, the wavelength that it's on. You know what I'm saying? Dog. Yeah. You see, I'm trying to talk. Cool. I kind of do, but uh, no, I I don't like that. You talk like that. Cause it bothers me. Hey, uh, it bothers me deeply. Uh, here's a great one star review from AK, uh, Akira Kurosawa, I guess. Uh, Kubrick listed <laughs> yeah. this as number eight on his top 10. I have no idea why it simply doesn't hold up. And it's true. Do you know what one of his... What? Well... Do you know... Yeah, but that's the the kind of... 
the wrong way to look at it where he's like this old man that i know thought this movie was great i don't really know why it doesn't hold up as good as maybe when you saw it like 80 years ago yeah. well, it's like well yeah that's probably why that old man likes it i do believe uh right uh what are the other like one of the other uh, stanley kubrick favorite movies is the jerk with steve martin yeah that's a good show <laughs> it's okay um mighty sparks mm-hmm. who says god i hate wc fields <laughs> that's a good one too classic uh, that's the equivalent of seriously fuck this movie yeah there's none of those that's too bad yeah maybe, maybe they just didn't have a Not star yet. well next week we'll probably get some there's like i still don't get it two stars uh apparently no. a bank dick is what we call a movie about a security guard nowadays <laughs> what hey it's better than observe and report nowadays that's saying something <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, folks, uh, bank dick means the bank detective, because that's actually what they called it in the UK. Yep. So, yeah. Anyways, well, RJ. People are witty. Yeah, they're very witty, yep. as Letterbox shows us every week. Um, hey, so I'm glad you liked this movie, that you'd watch it 20 years from now when you're an old man. <laughs> yep, I would. Um, I'm kind of like, I think about like a day, I think about a day, like 20 years from now when I'm like telling young whippersnappers, Hey, you guys should watch that Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's pretty great. And then I'm told, nah, grandpa, (laughs) by the the next generation of like podcasters who like do podcasts on old podcasts. Uh, when we're not podcasting onto vinyls, like they will be in like 20 years. That's right. Or directly into your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Hypno Toad. Uh, got any uh, comedy recommendations for the people out there since we're on the topic of comedy? Anything that you're like, hey, folks, oh, you guys got to watch it. Yeah. Any, any show. Showtime. <laughs> Showtime. All right. That's the one, one you With get. With Eddie Murphy um, and Robert De Niro. My recommendation yeah. is uh, the TV show Delocated. Three seasons of that, and it is amazing. I think people should watch Showtime because that's better than whatever you recommended. Watch King of the Hill. That's a good show. Yeah, King of the Hill is pretty great too. And it's yep. so and it's so memorific. There's so many memes. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of memes. Some dank ones even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dank. Uh, okay, well, after the break, RJ is going to reenact the death of W.C. Fields starting tonight by drinking himself to death so he can spend the last two years of his life in a sanatorium. Miserable. Did and, he do that? Yeah. And he, like something, nice. something burst inside of him and he died. Nice. That's a good way to go. There you go. Have you made any questionable investments? 
Yeah, I bought some of these beans that uh, were supposed to give me super dump powers, but it just made my butt a fart. <laughs> what do what do what do you expect by now when you ask me this shit? I suppose I'm I, not gonna say anything different. I suppose I have the power to. You like, hope for more. I hope for more. I hope for you to aim higher, but. I have the power to edit. I should just take them out forever and ever. So, hey, uh, you can email us at criterioncues at gmail.com and tell us how you feel about RJ's button dump stuff. Uh, yeah. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on the letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. We're on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, all that jazz. Uh, and then next week, uh, well, this weekend, we'll be doing a ghoul school. That'll be cool. Uh, and then after that, spine number 80, because we got to keep on creeping. Uh, we're going to get some Lars von Trier introduced into uh, our creep. Uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, we're watching The Element of Crime from 1984. Um, hey, Jared, can I rock your world? What? I've, n- I've never seen a single Lars von Trier movie ever. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Because, uh, like, I don't even know if Element of Crime is, like, where I'd have people start because it's kind of an odd duck if i remember correctly it's a very lovely looking duck it's though. too bad yeah so there's my little preamble it's too bad for that's that. what i'm watching because i love lars von Trier. Yep. when he's on fire he's like the best shit around mm-hmm. uh people he's he's divisive um i don't know if element of crime i'm curious mm-hmm. i'll be very curious to see what you think and i'll be curious to see if any of you people out there have any opinions because you should email us that would be nice you know talking about those movies that you watch Watch it, watch it with us. I don't think anyone sticks around this late. No, it's not. It's true. Into the episode. Yeah. Even though, even though yeah. I've got sweet beats over it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, sweet beats. Whatever maybe. those sweet beats will be for this episode. Anyways, I have to go take a piss. Okay. All right. <laughs> I guess that's the end of the show then. Good night. <laughs>